You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Lin. This is a show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging to live and to sell. Welcome back to season 11. This is episode 5. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. So, Today's episode is a bit meaty. So, a while, while, while ago, I wrote this blog post about 50 ways to market your home staging business. And marketing has been a consistent question and topic that comes up during this QA season. So, today I thought I'm going to go over all 50 ways of marketing and also add on a little bit extra for you. And before we get started with today's episode, I just want to Be、a quick reminder for you guys that our giveaway is happening. Our 14th anniversary giveaway is happening on Friday, February 28th. And there are many different ways for you to enter. You just need to go to our website at stationmore.comslash giveaway. It's going to go live this Friday. So don't miss it. It's going to run for 10 days and you can win almost $5,000 worth of prizes. So don't be shy. Enter away. All right. So let's get started for today's episode. Here's today's listener's question What are some of the key things I can do to market my new business that has good return on investment? So on our blog, stagemore.com, there is a Blog post that gives you 50 ideas on how to,、uh, 50 ideas of marketing, basically. So you just Google marketing ideas for home stagers or 50 marketing ideas for home stagers to generate revenue. That should pop up. I will, I will link to this in our show notes as well. But I will just read out the 50 revenue generating marketing ideas for you because. Some of you are listening through the podcast, and also for those of you who are on the live stream. And also, I can just go into it a little bit on each one. So, the number one is make sure you have strong and professional branding for your home staging business. And this includes all your marketing materials, such as business cards and website. Basically, you want to be as consistent as possible. So, you have a color palette, for example, that you're always using, just use that. Just think about like Starbucks, for example, it's always that green in their logo, right? Same thing with Target. So, you want to make sure your branding looks consistent because when your branding looks consistent, it looks more, it feels more high end as well. So, just make sure you do that, especially in the beginning phase that you're DIYing. You can use something like Canva.com, it spells C A N V A. It's a really great. Graphic design website has tons of templates that you can use. So you can just go through it. And actually, it actually has templates, I think, for you to build your own logo as well. So in the beginning, this is a, I think this is a really great resource. I use Canva all the time to make graphics, you know, for our upcoming giveaway, for example, that's going to start this Friday. Or basically, most of the things that you see on our website, you know, like logos, graphics for free trainings. Or podcast graphics, they're all made from Canva. And it's on the website, so I don't have to store anything physically. I can just download it later on if I need it again. And it's just all drag and drop, it's super easy. So use something like this to keep yourself consistent. And number two, ask your home staging, existing home staging clients for referrals. And this can be anyone, not just existing home staging clients, it can be with. You know, like other clients as well, or you have been working in another career, for example, maybe you work in a corporation and you decide to do something more creative. And so now you're doing home staging. You can reach out to old colleagues as well. One of the things when I started out as a real estate agent was the, the trainer basically gave me this blank sheet of paper with just numbers on them and just wanted me to. Put in as many names as possible that I can ask for referrals from. And basically, you just like either email them or call them up and be like, hey, you know, I just you started to do、um, home staging now and this is a new career. And, you know, here's my website. Do you know this is something that I'm really focusing on in particular in this particular neighborhood? You know, I do vacant home staging. Do you know anyone who might be selling their home or who might need their home stage? It's a really good way for you to ask for referrals. Number three, call prospective staging clients and ask them out for coffee or a quick chat on the phone. So, you can do this with real estate agents.、Um, you can do this with partners that you might be partnering up, like mortgage, mortgage brokers, that kind of thing. And 
it's a really good way for you to just get yourself out there. A lot of times people are scared to call because they feel like um, maybe people will say no, but that's really just the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario, people are going to say no and you just move on. So yeah, rejection happens a lot in real estate. So don't be afraid of it. Um, number four, go to open houses and meet real estate agents you want to work with. We talked about this earlier, just, you know, chat them up, but obviously if they're, if their clients coming, you know, like say there are people who are coming interested in buying the house, you don't want to be in the way, just like, you know, walk around the house, tour it, and then come back later on. You just want to let them know. So they're not like stressing them out, trying to like get rid of you in a way. And then to talk to the real clients that are coming in. Um, number five, co-host and co-host an open house at one of your stage homes. I think this is a really great way to meet real estate agents, especially for brokers tour. So if you are new in the business, for example, this is especially very, very good. I think this is a really good way for you to meet a lot of real estate agents all at the same time. So you just basically call up your listing agent, just be like, Hey, I really enjoy staging this property. And I would love to do your first brokers open with you. And specifically, I think it's better to do brokers open because public open houses can be like neighbors who are not interested in selling the house. They're just being nosy. They want to come in to see what's happening with the house and how much they're going to sell it for. Um, brokers open is really a great way, especially the first brokers open, you probably get a hundred to 200 agents touring that house. So that's a really great time. Um, and free food, who doesn't love free food, right? So it's a really good way for you to pitch to real estate agent and say, hey, you know, I would love to cater your first broker's tour. And in exchange for doing that, I would love to be at the broker's open so I can chat with real estate agents or maybe even help you showing the home as well. Obviously, you don't want to overstep on their duties, but just be there and be supportive, you know, and I think that would be a really great way for you to get your foot in. And in situations like that, just make sure you have your branded items out, your business cards, your brochures, postcards, anything, especially when you're doing a broker's opens tour. So I think that's a really good way for you to get a lot of people in the same roof. Number six, make presentation about staging at your local realtors association. So all associations have brokers opens every week. Ours was on Tuesday and it's something that's very consistent. So we have a big one that is open to all, but in our association, the territory is also broken up into four quadrants. So there's North, West, South, and East. So there's like North tour and West tour, East tour and South tour. It just depends on where you're working really, but you can go to the big overall ones that usually has the most people. And usually with our association, for example, and I think this is common with most real estate agent association is that they have, they usually provide some sort of breakfast and they usually get a, a sponsor to sponsor that breakfast because obviously breakfast costs money, right? An association doesn't want to spend the money. So they usually want to ask an affiliate to sponsor the breakfast. So that's a really good way for you to get yourself in because in exchange for your sponsorship, you might get an ad in the broker's open tour handout or, and, or you get a five minute presentation to talk about your business in the um, big meeting. So that's a really great time for you to maybe do a quick giveaway. Say you're giving away half an hour, so uh, half an hour worth of consultation. So you can like pass a ball around and draw business cards. And that's a really good way for you to build your email list as well. I think email list is like gold. Basically, you always want to try to build your email list as much as possible. Number seven, make presentation about staging in real estate offices. And this is pretty self-explanatory. So building on that previous idea of doing a giveaway, you can also do that at your presentation. People love free stuff in general. So you just have to milk that. And it's a really good opportunity for you to get a lot of business cards and follow up as well. I mean, it's all about the follow up. I have to say a lot of times it's not like, so for example, for our course, six figure four plan, there's a bonus where it talks about what to do. There's like a template on how to follow up. And I want to say, usually when people email me, they're like, oh, I did all this presentation. It's not working. And I ask more questions. And usually it has to do with, they're not following up. That's usually the number one failure. 
also usually the only failure because they didn't follow up. And I have to say one email really is not a real follow up, especially emails basically like junk mail nowadays. So it's really important to have kind of a system where you're not only emailing them to follow up, and you're also giving them a call just to say hello, maybe a week later, just to follow up the presentation and then ask for referral kind of thing. Okay, number eight, co-host a seller seminar with seller's agent. We talked about this earlier in the episode, so I'm not going to go into that more. And number nine, search for a list of expired listings or homes that are not selling in your area and approach those real estate agents or sellers and convince them to stage the home. So this is a strategy I got when I was working as a real estate agent. So a lot of times the listings expire, the house didn't sell for whatever reason. Usually it's either price too high or it's in a really terrible location or it's not staged. So you can go after those expired listings. Your local association actually published these. Just ask them. I don't know. Every association is slightly different. Some that's affiliates to assess them and some, some of them are like, no, you have to join as affiliate kind of thing. Anyway. So yeah, so you can find out a list of expired listing or you can find out simply on a website like refin.com. Just set up for listing alerts kind of thing to help you figure out what are some of the listings that you can go after. Just contact those real estate agent and obviously don't dwell on the negative side. Just be like, hey, you know, I'm a home stager and, you know, I'm really, you know, I saw so whatever listing and whatever address and it's a really cool house and I noticed that it wasn't staged and I really think staging can help you to build you know uh, to to help you sell the house and I think we can strategize on this and I would love to help you do you want to meet for a coffee or just have a chat right now on the phone so I think those are kind of ways for you to approach and just get yourself like your foot in the door. And in real estate, there's this thing called FISBO. It's F-S-B-O. It basically stands for for sale by owners. So you can approach those homeowners as well, especially if the homes are not staged and they've been on the market for a while. Because at some point, the panic is going to set in and they want to sell their house. So they'll be more open to talk to you as well. Um, you can also do this to listings that are close to expire. So when they talk about expired listing, what that really means is just that when the home seller signs an agreement with a real estate agent to sell the house, there is a period of time. So if they, the, the agent doesn't sell, let's say it's a three-month listing agreement, if the agent doesn't sell within three months, the listing actually expires. So that means they kind of terminate their working relationship or they can relist the home kind of thing. But it's just a way for you to get your foot in the door to get conversations going. There are actually real estate agents who specialize in, in expire listing. We, you, like, I don't know if you've seen those. In our local community, we have these magazines that have all these like real estate listings. And there's actually agents in, the, in these kind of magazines. They advertise specifically about expired homes. There's actually one agent in our um, town. They, she guarantees like she will definitely sell your house. If, you, if she doesn't sell your house, you get your money back kind of thing, which I think is really crazy. But yeah, but there are actually real estate agents who like market specifically toward expired listings. It's, it's definitely a strategy. Um, if you don't know how to find these people, you can actually ask real estate agents that you know. Maybe they already know someone like that that they can refer you to. But I think, yeah, it's a really good strategy to figure out like what are some of these sub niche that you can partner up and specialize in. I'm always really a big fan of having a niche and having a sweet spot. Okay. Number 10, tell all your friends about your staging business and what kind of referrals you're looking for. So education is incredibly important. We, I interviewed a referral expert last season, Stacy. Stacy is amazing. She actually works with home stagers as well. One of our students in six of her referral plan actually also is Stacy's student. We didn't realize that until we connected on Facebook. But she's amazing. She outlined quite a few different strategies on how to build referral in that podcast episode. So I just really, I'll link to it in our show notes, but I just really encourage you to check that out because it's one thing about asking for referral, but you also need to educate people on how to referral you. Um, actually, we talk about this in the podcast. Like my cousin sent me referrals all the time, like his friend, like his friends, 
are selling their house or whatever. But a lot of times his friends don't actually understand what I do. Like they're like, oh, we're selling our house, but we're living in it. So can you like give us a discount? And I'll be like, no, because I, I don't know you. Like, you know, our discount really is reserved for family and friends. And since we're really strangers, I can't offer you the discount. I'm really sorry. And the other thing too is like, we don't do re- redesign work. We only did vacant home staging. So for for that referral to come through, like I can't really help out. I can't, I can't really make my cousin look good, basically. I can just refer him to someone else who would do redesign, basically. So I think it's really important to educate your potential referral source, like what exactly it is that you do. 11, write free articles for your local newspaper and or real estate blogs. I think this is a really great way to build credibility. And actually, we are always looking for guest bloggers. So if you want to do that, we have a contribution guideline on our website um, or just DM me on Instagram saying that you want to be a regular columnist because what we'll do is we'll link back to your website And because my website's been around more than a decade, so it's really great for search engine optimization because you get linked back from our website. It also helps you to basically in a way raise your profile because when people search you, they may find us. So, and they look at your advice, your column, and they might think that what you're doing is, you know, makes a lot of sense. So it's a really great way for you to build credibility. So yeah, if you're interested in blogging for us, please do let me know. I'm always looking for a very capable blogger, especially now I don't really have time to do blogs. So yeah, and I'd love to connect with you. So slide into my DM on Instagram, just go to Instagram.com slash stage more. So 12, talk to all the real estate professionals like photographers and team up and prospect for business together. So we talked about this earlier. I think this is a really great way. And also like you, we don't have unlimited marketing budget. So it's really great when you partner with someone because you can split your marketing budget or pull them together to make a stronger marketing effort. Um, Especially if you guys do seminars together, that's a really great way to get a lot of uh, prospective clients under one roof. Um, So I think it's, I'm always really a good, like a big fan for collaboration. And we actually have students in our courses where they figure out they're in neighboring towns and they partner up to target real estate agents in that, like that whole county, basically. So that's one way you can run it as well. Um, It just depends. Like, I think you really need to figure out people who really vibe with you. I know that sounds super Californian, but it's true. Like you really need to work with people that you like. Otherwise you're just going to be like, ah, I hate this. So I think it's important to figure out who vibe with you, who work with you really well. And so don't just partner up with any photographers, partner up with somebody who you can really connect with and then your work really complement each other. Because photographers, for example, everyone is different and everyone shoots and edits in a different style. So if you don't like this photographer's work, there's no point in partnering up with them because you just don't have that synergy. Number 13, do an open house or luncheon at your warehouse space for your existing and prospective staging clients. So some of the stagers I know, they do annual warehouse sales and they do annual parties as well, like client appreciation parties. And those are really good opportunities for you to get yourself out there, introduce yourself to the marketplace, essentially inviting people that you want to work with, but haven't had a time, haven't had a chance to work with. And everyone loves a good party, seriously, especially no one ever sees Sager's warehouse space. So it's a really nice way for people to get to know your business, to see what inventory you carry, to be wowed by the inventory that you carry, and then just like be wowed by your business operation. A lot of times we rarely have clients come over, but when they come, they're always blown away on how much stuff we simply have. So you can also do that as well if you have the capability to do that. It's something for me, like when we have a warehouse, we always wanted to do, but our warehouse like located in kind of like an industrial area and it's usually a bit tricky to find. So we never really had a chance to do that, but you can definitely experiment as well. I think with annual sales, if you make a like a, a thing, you can definitely not only get rid of your inventory, but it's also just a good way to introduce yourself to potential client. 
Number four, you can send out just stage and sold postcards regularly to your pool of existing and prospective clients. I think it's important because I I remember I saw this quote from a celebrity and then she basically says her mom has this advice that if you, you're not going to meet anyone by sitting at home on the couch. And that's really true, I think, in terms of marketing and getting yourself out there or dating in general. I'm a super single girl, so I understand that completely. So I think it's really important to tell people about the work that you're doing Maybe you're really uncomfortable selling yourself, but let the picture sell for you. Like for, you can do postcards, just, you can just mail postcards to people to literally showcase your work. And when people get them in the office, in real estate office, maybe they show them around to other potential new clients for you as well. So you just never know, or people are really proud. Some real estate agents actually like these type of mailers. I always try to do a calendar with our stage homes on it because I think that's a really great year-end gift, um, especially when the photos are professionally shot. And people actually love calendars. They actually do use them. So I think those are kind of the nice giveaway you always want to do and with your brand on, you know, everywhere. Okay, number 15, create virtual tools and videos of your stage properties and share them on all your social networks. So yeah, I think it's really important now, especially now I'm working as a photographer, I see this as well. Like people want more and more video content. Like even with podcasts, you know, we just hired a business manager and one of their the the job that the manager has to do is to figure out how we can repurpose, for example, like our podcast, because we are, our podcast has a lot of content, right? But what if people don't like podcasts and they want to watch a video? So those are kind of things that we've been looking into ourselves. Like how can we generate more video content? Because people love live streams nowadays. People love videos. They love tidbits of videos. They love behind the scene. This is why Instagram stories work really well or Facebook stories, because when you're on a job site, even if you're just touring a house, you're on an open house tour, or you are at a home you're about to stage, it's really easy just take up your smartphone and then tour around and do like a behind the scene Instagram story. People love behind the scenes stuff. Like, trust me, I follow a bunch of interior design blogger like um, Emily Henderson, for example. She does tons of behind the scenes and reveals, you know, after they finish staging their latest property, they do a huge reveal. And those are the things that people watch. They love stuff like that. They want to get, no, like they want to know the, the trade secrets, you know, like real estate agents always want to know how do we do X, Y, Z as stagers. So it's a really nice way to make people to feel more connected to you, you know, to just introduce yourself to your audience. And, you know, a lot of times I have this hang up too. Like this is a mindset issue. Like I hate being on camera. I do. And live stream is not exactly what I like to do, <laughs> but I do it because it makes me feel connected with you guys. Same thing with podcasting. You know, I love interviewing people. I love listening to what makes people passionate. What are their expertise? Like what are some of the things that they really love about their job and what are some of the great tips they can share with our audience? But the thing is, People really consume content in very different ways nowadays. Um, blog posts is no longer really cutting it. Blog posts is great because it helps you build search engine optimization. But people are watching. People want more videos. You know, they want more like kind of the more like personal content in a way. So that's really important. Oh, I didn't realize there's a time cap on live stream because there's a countdown clock on the Instagram. So I might have to end and then come back on Instagram to do live stream. I hope you guys don't mind when that happens. Let me just check our live, Facebook live stream. Oh yeah, that's fine. Okay, so I'm going to end this really quick on the Instagram and I'm going to come right back because I think we're coming up to the time. All right, so I'll see you in like a minute or so. Hang on, guys. And now, let's see, download. And then, start. And then we're going to go live again on Instagram. All right, guys. So we're back on Instagram. 
Yeah, so I think really it just comes up to how you want to do the virtual tours and videos. And for you, there's tons of apps out there. You can just join, you can just like slot all the photos in and just create a video for you. So those are kind of the simple things that you can tap into. Apps is great. And if you have any video apps you want to tell me, please DM me. I want to experiment with video apps. All right, number 16, create a newsletter that you send out regularly to keep in touch with clients. Newsletter is super important, guys. Like I think newsletter is like liquid gold. And I feel bad kind of saying this because we're kind of in the way, we're in the process of kind of revamping our newsletter. That's why I haven't sent out one for a while. But yeah, I, you know, with newsletter, you don't have to send one every week. We 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 did try to send one every week last year and it kind of was, I'm, I was kind of reevaluating this because like with email newsletter software, you can see the open rates and stuff. And so you can kind of tell in terms of what people are open to, like where the click rate, uh, where are some of the things they're more interested in. Obviously it has to do with your title, your headline as well. So yeah, so I was to say that when you're starting out, especially especially if you do a lot of office presentation, try to get as many emails as possible and tell people that. Like when they put their business card in the fishbowl, just be like, hey, so we're going to put you on our newsletter. You know, we have you know articles that we send out regularly. They're just tips on staging tips. You can feel free to forward that to your homeowners. But the main thing is that you can unsubscribe at any time. So don't be afraid that but sometimes nowadays especially emails can be seen as junk mail so people feel a little bit more sensitive about giving you their information so yeah so just tell them that you can unsubscribe anytime we're not going to spam you kind of thing but you can do one that's monthly you know you have different theme every month so those are kind of things that you can do to make your newsletter richer and you can just google in general what to put in your newsletter you can do updates you can do promotions you can include like I will, I would say that if you send out a newsletter, always include something that is useful to your audience. So it's not just straight sales because people don't like being sell being sold to. So I think it's important to really provide value on every piece of marketing that you do. And number 17, make sure you're listed in all the free online listings like Yelp, free Google business listing, and house, etc. I think that is super important because it's, you know, like they're free. So why not take advantage of it? Right. And at the same time, it helps you with your search engine optimization. There's more websites linked back to you, especially more credible websites linked back to you. You are being prioritized in terms of search engine um, ranking. So it's important to just put yourself out on there on all these free online listings. So when people Google, maybe your website doesn't pop up on first page yet, but maybe these like other things like Yelp, like, you know, Google business listings or bing.com business listings and house, you will pop up there so people can find you and find your website. And number 18, advertise your staging services in weekly tour sheets of your local realtors associations. We talked about this earlier on the live stream as well. You know, you want to, like I said earlier, you're not going to be able to find new clients by sitting at home and not telling people about what you do for a living. So, you know, with pay advertisement, it's up to you, like how you want to do it and how you want to budget for it. There may be people who do Facebook ads as well or Google ads. I would say do a bit of research before you dive into pay advertising. And also you have to understand with advertising, it takes a little bit of time for it to be effective. So it's not like you advertise once in the weekly tour sheets, you're going to see the result immediately. Maybe do it for a quarter and see if you get any clients from it. A lot of things too is that you can actually do, you can actually have some sort of tracking in this. So maybe in your ad, you say that, you know, present this ad to get a $50 discount or something like that. Then you can really gauge in terms of how effective it is with your ad um, and maybe have a different coupon code. Say you have an ad on Facebook, use a different coupon code. Say you have a different ad in a weekly tour sheets, um, use a different coupon code as well. So you can kind of track where your potential leads are coming from and if your marketing is effective. Marketing is a bit like science experiments. Like you have to try and you have to try for a consistent period of time to really see if this is working or not. 
And also if it's working, maybe it has to do with how you present your ad as well. Because we talk about call to action, for example, when you're building your website, especially the whole point of building your website is to prompt people to call you. But if you make it really difficult for people to find your phone number to call you, then that's kind of pointless, right? So it's not very effective. So you have to think about those things when you're putting your ad together to make sure they are attracting the right people that you want to work with. All right, number 19. So get involved in your local realtors association. I really highly recommend doing this because I think it's really important to be where your potential client is. So yeah. And you can do a lot of things. You can become an affiliate. You can host events. You can teach as well. People are always looking for speakers at association meetings. So those are some of the things you can tap into. And number 20, you want to call existing clients who haven't booked you yet for a while and get in touch. A lot of times people get busy or they just simply haven't had something come up. But Or maybe they like call another stager. They're using another stager right now. It does happen more often than not. not. But the thing is, you just want to call the client and be professional about it and be nice about it and just be like, hey, Aisha, I noticed that, you know, like, I just want to call and say hi. I feel like I haven't seen you for a long time. Um, how's everything going? Is there anything I can support you with? Okay, don't like be accusatory and be like, why haven't you called me for staging? But just be like, hey, it's, you know, it's Cindy. I'm just calling to reach out. Do you want to have lunch sometimes? I'd love to see you to see how you're doing, blah, blah, blah. You just want to reach out and then be a friend kind of, but and see where they are. And maybe they haven't had a listing for a while. Maybe they want to do some prospecting too. So you guys can partner up and do some marketing together. So yeah, but it's really good to actually just call them and then just like get in touch. And number 21, host home staging networking or education events for real estate professionals and network. Because you're the host, you really are the center of attention and people will remember you as well. Especially, I really think, especially if you are like me, you're an introverted person, you feel uncomfortable in a networking event setting, teaching is actually a really great way because it automatically puts you in the center and it's a really good excuse for you to come out and talk to people because you're the teacher, right? So I think it's really a great way for you to get yourself out there. And same thing with hosting networking events. Let's say you're co-hosting a broker's tour open house with the listing agent. I think that is a really great way for you to get in touch and just be like, hey, you know, like, how do you like the staging, blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you enjoying your day? What do you think about the listing? Things like that. It's just a really good, easy icebreaker when you're the host. You're just basically checking up on people but in a way kind of break the ice and chat with them. And number 22, you want to write blog posts that are educational to both home sellers and agents for your home staging website. So this is really great for your search engine optimization. I'm a big fan of blogging. Just when you're writing about an expertise or a ho about a home you just staged, it's a really great way for you to be educational and just naturally put in a lot of keywords that is going to bump up your search engine ranking. Number 23, for every home you stage, write a case study that talks about the project, what you did and share before and after photos. So that just kind of echo the last tip. This is a really great way for you to showcase and give tips and be educational about what you do as a home stager. And so I think it's also a really great thing to actually put in your newsletter as well, because it's a really easy sell. It's like, hey, you know, we just did this listing and here they had this particular challenge with a floor plan is how we resolve it. So I think it's a really great way for to get yourself out there. And number 24, send handwritten cards to clients. I know it seems very cheesy, but people don't get mail nowadays, especially every mail I get mostly is junk mail. So it's really nice to get actually like a birthday card or like just a letter, you know, like people check in on you. It's actually really nice. And number 25, ask for testimonials from staging clients. It can be written or video, et cetera. Sorry, I just need to take a sip of water. So yeah, I think those are kind of a no-brainer, right? Because I think social proof is very important nowadays. Because essentially everyone is using internet. It's really hard to get to know people nowadays. And this is also why I think starting to do things like live streams or behind-the-scenes uh, videos is really a great way for people to get to know you. 
if you're uncomfortable live, you can just do record a video and upload that on social media as well. But I have to say though, I used to be very self-conscious about being on live stream. It is kind of a comfort zone thing. Like the more often you do it, the less, like in a way you're desensitized and then less nervous you get. And I just kind of like it because when people are on live, they're asking questions and then, or they're interacting. It's a really good way for me to get to know people and get to know like what are some of the pain points that they're facing. So yeah, I'm actually becoming more and more comfortable doing live streams. And number 26, make sure your website is easy to navigate, especially for potential home staging clients to call you to book appointment. I can tell you how many times people email me about their business and I cannot find their home staging business because either they use some sort of like a Gmail address where it's not listed as a business name or they didn't put it in their signature. So I have no idea what exactly is their business. But sometimes when people email me, I want to look up their business so I can like reach out and then see what exactly are they working with and you know, like what are some of the challenges or maybe like their website is not very well organized or just to simply get a bit of background on what kind of feedback I can give them. But a lot of times people are not listing their business. So it's really hard to find. You don't want to be a secret agent where no one can find you. Okay. So you want to make sure that your website is very easy to navigate and has a very strong call to action, which is call clients to book you for an appointment. And number 27, you can make promotional items with your company branding on them. So in my personal experience, pens, hand sanitizers, especially nowadays with all these flus and viruses, people love hand sanitizers and post-it notes are the most popular. And 28, put out business cards and marketing materials at your stage listings. I cannot tell you how many times I get a call to come out to do a consultation or do a estimate because of our marketing material at our stage homes. And sometimes people love it so much, they just want us to duplicate that particular stage home for their listing. They have done that before. Actually, the client literally asked me, can you just like take everything from that house and bring it to my listing kind of thing? Um, 29, advertise your home staging business online. So you can do this by doing the free way or doing the pay way. So we talked about earlier putting yourself on like business directories like House or Google, places like that. Or you can also pay advertising as well. Like a lot of times now I see people doing Instagram ads or doing Facebook ads or doing Google ads as well. It just depends on your budget. But if you are going to invest in ads, I recommend you working with someone who's really reputable and know what they're doing. Because... Ads might not look like big expenses, but they can get out of hand very quickly. Um, number 30, come up with scripts to answer common frequently asked questions or common client objections about home staging. So this is a really good trick, especially when you are dealing with client objections. Like, oh, can you just give me a, like, a price reduction? Like, I promise like, I will use you many, many more times kind of thing. In our course, Six Figure Four Plan, this is actually something that I make the students do. Like they have to write their own scripts on their frequently asked questions because it's really important that sometimes when people ask you things, you might feel emotional and get caught off guard. But having a script that you know by heart very well, you can immediately respond in a very professional way, in a very calm way without losing it. Um, so this is why I'm a big fan of script. But the thing is, you don't want to sound robot, robotic either. Because I don't know, like, you probably have this experience when people call call you, like a credit card company or somebody wants to try sell, sell, trying to sell something. And it's very clearly they're reading from a script. I hate that because they sound like robots. They don't sound like people. And I, I don't want to do business with robots. I want to do business with people. So I think it's really important for you to be able to deliver them in a very natural way. And this is why I'm a big fan of you just write down scripts and then just really memorize them and know what you need to talk about. And number 31, interact with clients on social media. I think that's always important. You don't have to do something crazy. You can just say, oh, sorry, hang on. I think my, my phone froze. 
I think, hang on. Sorry, guys. Oops. I don't think you should, you need to do anything super crazy, but I think you should just do something that works for you in terms of social media interaction. It can just be as simple as liking their post on Instagram, but at least have some sort of interaction is good. Uh, 32, work on SEO. We talk about this many times now, search engine optimization to make sure your website ranks high when people search for home staging company in your area. Number 33, send clients handwritten thank you notes once a staging project has wrapped. I think this is really important and so overlooked. I can't tell you, sometimes I get a thank you on my thank you note. Like people send me emails like, oh, it's so nice to get your card and things like this. And sometimes I, I, I like put in a piece of chocolate or something like that. People love stuff like that. Just little, little things that really make the difference. I think, especially these little gestures that people normally don't do, I think it kind of sets you apart in terms of customer service. And that's actually something I learned working for Nordstrom when I was in college. Like when I worked for Nordstrom, like sending thank you card was a very big deal to thank even just them buying a pair of shoes, especially like frequent clients. I sold shoes at Nordstrom when I was at college. Yeah. So number 34, make behind the scenes video to share on your website or social media. So we talked about this earlier. I think it's a really great way for you to connect with your potential audience. And then the, number 35, take on a leadership role position at your local real estate association or also like groups like Women Councils of Realtors. Those are really good places for you to be in a leadership position and be helpful. And once you take on a leadership position, the other leadership roles usually are the real estate agents they'll be more likely to push you as well because they always want to build referral, especially for people who are actively involved in the chapter. Um, number 36, get involved with a charity that you're passionate about. You can meet a lot of prospects the way, this way organically. I think it's really important to be authentic, especially in today's world because we're so, I feel like in a way we're so disconnected because technology, but we're also very connected at the same time. In a way, it's kind of like an oxymoron. But I think it's really important to really be passionate about what you're doing. And I think passion is infectious and it, it really is a great way for you to show what kind of person you are so for example if you're really interested in animal charity for example get involved with that because a lot of real estate agents are as well or if you really love doing yoga do do yoga and a lot of real estate agents love yoga as well so you just never know so just be get involved with your passion and then see if you meet people that way too and number 37, we talk about this a lot, go to real estate conferences to network, meet and learn from other real estate professionals. So your state usually would do some sort of conference. You know, some brokerages actually let affiliates or vendors who attend their conferences too. And that's amazing because that's a, a lot of real estate agents under one roof that you can like target. And number 38, invest in professional photos for your portfolio and a professional headshot. I think first impression is super important. It's just like dating. Like we talk about staging, right? It's about putting that, the best foot forward for the house. It's the same thing with the stager too. You got to stage the stager. So it's really important for you to have your portfolio photos professionally shot and also to have a professional headshot. And, and I don't mean like a glamour shot. I think that's really 80s. It's a bit outdated. But yeah, like having a really nice professional headshot, it's going to go a very long way. Number 39, design a client experience that you want to have if you were your own home staging client. So this is something I push for in our six-figure full prank course as well, because I think it's really important. It's really in today's marketplace. I think it's important to think about how does your brand look on the internet or feel like in person? And when they're starting to do business with you, how does your client feel? Like, is it a smooth transition? Um, is it easy to work with you? Is everything very clear? Is your professional policy clear? Because all those different experiences will also help you or like build or lose clients or help you to build referral as well. So you kind of have to really think about what does a client experience when they start working with us? It's also a really good way for you to audit your system to make sure that you're on point 
every step of the way. Number 40, reach out to clients who have outstanding bills or invoices with you. This sounds like a no-brainer, but there are clients who are deadbeats who don't pay, unfortunately. So within your professional policies, you have to put up safeguards to make sure that those kind of things don't happen. And But if it does happen, it just it's good to just reach out to clients. Maybe they forgot or maybe whatever it is. Sometimes you might need to squeeze them a tiny bit just to get paid. But just do it professionally within reason, basically. But yeah, like the quickest way to generate income is really call outstanding invoices to make sure they're paid. Um, number 41, you can write a guide on home staging and give it away for free on your website in exchange for people's email address to grow your email list. So like I do this as well. Like if you come on stagingmore.com, we have a free resource library. So you can unlock it by entering your email address. Obviously, people can unsubscribe at any time, but most of the time people stay on the email address. So when we send out promotions and stuff like that, some people do take advantage of it. I do think that it's important to build up your email list, especially it's a really good way to keep in touch with clients uh, consistently. Number 42, post home staging photos and social media on social media platforms like Instagram. I think Facebook and Pinterest are also really great ways, especially we talked about writing blog posts earlier. If you write a case study, that is a perfect thing to put on Pinterest, to put on Facebook, to put on Instagram, because it really showcases your capabilities and what you do as a home stager. And number 43, use social media platform like Facebook, Snapchat, or Instagram to create videos that you can share with your audience. You don't have to be on every single social media platform. I am not on every single, I don't TikTok. We, Station War has an account on it, but we don't TikTok. Maybe we'll, we'll invest in it one day, but it is what it is. I'm not even on Facebook that much. I'm mostly on Instagram and Pinterest. Um, because I love Pinterest. I use Pinterest all the time for inspiration. If you haven't followed us on in, uh, Pinterest, you can do that by going to pinterest.com slash stage for more. We have 1.6 million monthly views. It's because I constantly pin things that I think are inspirational images for different rooms and stuff like that. Just I want to be a resource for people. Pinterest is a bit different. It's kind of like a long tail traffic, but I do enjoy it. I do use it a lot also personally, like looking for recipes and whatever thing, like how to organize my flat, my apartment kind of thing. I don't Snapchat either. Um, the only social media I really use is really Instagram and face, uh, and Instagram and Pinterest. And I'm on Facebook um, to basically just watch videos. And I mean, we have a Corgi, like our family dog is a Corgi. So my Instagram and my Facebook are basically just filled with Corgi photos. And that's what I do on social media. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, but you know, like we said earlier with marketing yourself, you're not going to meet any clients by sitting on the couch and don't talk about yourself. So yeah, like toot your own horn is really important. Just be on social media, post your before and after photos, kind of educate the clients also and showcase what you can do as a stager. And the other thing too, I think visual mediums like Facebook and Instagram are being used as in a way as calling cards. A lot of times people may not even look at website anymore. They just look at your Instagram. They look at kind of what kind of work that you do. If they consistently see what they like to see, they're more likely to call you. And you can set up business profile for Instagram now as well. Just like your Facebook, like, you know, for Station More, we have a business Facebook page. It's not my personal page. It's, you know, facebook.com slash stage more. It's a proper business page that so people can, you know, make inquiries and stuff like that. Same thing with our Instagram account as a business account. And by having a business account, you have more capabilities because you can see statistics, which is very helpful. So I highly recommend you to investigate in those kind of platforms. And also, I think it's just good, too, to get your brand name registered so you don't have any brand confusion, like someone else is using the same business name as you are. And number 44, search, a search for a list of real estate media and writers and contribute quotes, etc. You can sign up for HARO, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. Just Google H-A-R-O, Help a Reporter Out. And you can respond to press inquiries. And like I said earlier too, like for example, our website, we are always looking for columnists. We're looking for regular contributors. So that's a really great way for you to build search engine optimization as well. 
And number 45, you can also pitch real estate publication or blogs like ours to write a column or contribute an article about home staging. And you can also link that back to your website. We also, you know, just like I said earlier, our website's been around for more than a decade, you know, like our business for almost 14 years old. So our website is almost 14 years old. So in Google's eye, that is a very credible source. And also we publish things about home staging regularly through podcasts and blog posts. So we do like our website does rank very high in terms of search engine optimization. So this is also why having a link back from my website, it's a it's a really credible source for you. It's going to add your Google points, basically. It's going to help you push yourself up on the search engine. And that's why it's really nice if you can get yourself into real estate publication or blogs to just help to establish the authority of your website. Um, number 46, send your stage home photos or des to design blog or magazine to publish. And a lot of times people ask, where can you find these blogs? You can just go on Google and look for them. And a lot of interior bloggers look for uh, projects to publish, like us as well. Like we are always looking for cool stage homes that we can feature on our blog. We do have a section on our blog that's dedicated to showcasing stage homes. And we write them up just like to tell the story of the home and also the story of the stager, what are the things that they're doing. So I think it's important to do. And if you want, there's a link to it on our show notes, actually all over our blog or our website. You can submit your stage homes and we can look at them and see um, if they're a good fit and to feature them as well. And obviously you're gonna get a link back, which is also is good for your search engine optimization. And then number 47, you can showcase a staging client and let them share what it was like working with you and how your staging had changed your listing. So I think this is really important. It's just like a case study. People love case study and behind the scene and people love being interviewed. Um, people love to share their expertise as well. So you can actually interview your staging client. You can do that on video. You can do it over the phone, but record it so you can play it back like an audio, like we do our podcast, or you can just have it written down, like you send in the email, they answer the question. But either way, I think it's a really great way not only to showcase your project, but also showcase your client as well. Because I do think client appreciates that. They like to be featured. They want to be talked about. That's something that they can send to their sellers as well. So it can help you too. So I think it's a really good way to kind of build synergy and build goodwill when you're working with real estate agents. Number 48, research your competitors. Where are they doing well? Where are they not doing well? So you can use that as an opportunity for your home staging business. I actually, when I do, like even now, I mean, like we are running it as a home staging school and we are obviously, we have competitors, you know, like stagehomes.com or HSR or at least like staging studio. They're all great people, great businesses, but I really personally focus on what I do best and what I bring to the table, basically. What are some of the different things? Because I don't want to be another stagehomes.com. I don't want to be another HSR. So I really focus on what I do really well and how can we build on that? And like, I think I have a different vision in terms of home staging education. There's a lot of things I don't like with a traditional model. So the way I run my school, it's like, I really want something that's very flexible, accessible, um, it's modern and also very practical. Like I want people to be able to just take the knowledge and run and they don't have to reinvent the wheel. And that's why like, for example, six figure floor plan is full of like workflows and scripts and all these good stuff and systems. So people don't have to reinvent a lot of things. And so I think that is my personal like differentiator within a, a, a pretty crowded marketplace. But at the same time is that you also need to look at what other people is doing sometimes because you can learn from what they're doing well and what they're not doing well. So I think market research is important, but I also want to say that don't get blindsided by your competitors because I think Maya Angelou has this quote that I really love. She says, grass may be greener on the other side, but they probably pay more in water bills. Like we don't know the full story behind everything, right? And a lot of times someone else's business looks very glamorous, looks very cool, looks very big. 
but you don't know the struggles they have behind the scene or the steps that you need to take to get there. So I think it's really important to focusing on your own business, but at the same time, still kind of know what's the mark, like what's the current trends right now, what are other people doing? But the main thing is to focus on what you do well and do that very well. Because at the end of the day, it's about you and your clients. That's all it really matters. It's about your business. It doesn't matter Susie down the street is doing home staging consultations for $1,000 or for $50. If a client's going to pay $50 for a home staging consultation, they're never going to hire you because you're never going to win based on price. Okay. Like it, that's just not going to happen. I've seen this so many times in so many different creative industries, you know, it just, I think a lot of times people have this mindset. It's like, oh my God, I hate the stagers who are undercutting my business. But the thing is that if they're working with clients who are willing to sacrifice quality for pricing, chances are those are not the type of clients you want to work with. Just like, you know, um, I watched this interview with Tom Ford. Tom Ford is a very luxury brand. I mean, you can buy a sweater for $1,000. I think it's ridiculous but they sell a sweater for $1,000. Those type of people will never, like, you know, if you, this Tom Ford was being interviewed and he was like, they, they were like, what do you think about these fast fashion that's like ripping off these fashion houses? You know, like Zara, they basically take, they see something on the runway, they change the sleeve a little bit and then they put it out immediately. The thing is somebody who shops at Zara would never buy something at Tom Ford. That's just the way it is. You, you, if they if they only want to pay $20 for a sweater, they're not going to pay $1,000 for a sweater. That's just the way it is. A, they can't re- afford it. B, they don't see the value. So it's the same thing with staging clients. I, I think, yeah, there's, yeah, sure, there's going to be people who's going to charge lower than you and you might be upset. It's like, oh, they're undercutting me. But at the end of the day, those are not your clients. So, so Yeah. So that's what I will say about in terms of competitors um, is that, sure, know what they're doing, know what's happening in the market right now, but really focus on you, like your business. What can you do very, very well and deliver that to your clients and make your clients super happy? Because that's really how you will build a really strong client base and a repeat client. All right. Last two, number 49. So audit your current marketing strategy to make sure they're generating a decent return on investment. Like I said earlier, marketing is a bit like a science experiment. You have to do it for a bit, you know, especially things like in real estate agent world, they have this thing called farming where they basically, they, they may print postcards and they will send them out every month or every week, like periodically. And they talk about how farming takes about 12 to 18 months for it to be very effective to really build up that brand impression. You might notice like client, like real estate agents send you like mini calendars or business cards or postcards regularly in the mail. They're basically doing farming. They're mailing lists they can buy in the neighborhood and they could just farm. And it's just basically like farming, you plant a seed and then the leaves grow kind of thing, but it takes time to grow. Regardless if you're doing farming or not, any type of marketing strategy you have, it's basically a long game. And so say you're doing advertising, we talked about earlier, if you want to do advertising in your real estate agent association by advertising in the weekly tour, it's it's not going to be a one-time thing. You have to advertise consistently to be able to see that. But it's also a little bit scientific. You should track where your leads are coming from. Say that you're noticing on your Google Analytics, which is free, by the way, you should totally get it and install it. Just Google how to get Google Analytics on your website. There's a lot of free tutorials out there. And you can see where your website traffic is coming from. Maybe out of all the social media, you're realizing a lot of people are coming from Instagram. Okay, so that might be the, the, the social media platform you're on, or you're getting a lot of referral traffic on Pinterest, or you're getting a lot of traffic referral based on a, a specific search keywords, you know? So those are kind of things that you can figure out and track. But ultimately, when you have a marketing strategy, do it for a while, and then record all the statistics that you can get on it to see how effective you are in terms of your marketing campaign and uh, with your strategies as well. And last but not least, join online networking groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, and interact with other real professional 
real estate professionals and network. Ultimately, this is a people business. So networking is still very important. But I think with social media, it does make things a bit easier sometimes. Like there are things you can definitely tap into. And I find networking groups online can be very valuable. Like on Facebook, for example, there's tons of Sagers group that you can join nowadays. I think those are really nice because it's a really great way for people to exchange information, exchange leads and exchange information, uh, exchange knowledge. So yeah. So that's it for the 50 marketing ideas. I know we did a huge live stream today. I've been on air for an hour and 34 minutes and it's actually 1 a.m. in my local time. So yeah, so thank you so much for joining me today. I really love seeing you guys. Yeah, especially, it's just really great to see everyone. But yeah, for this season of podcast, like I said earlier, we're going to be doing live streams consistent. Well, like whenever I can basically and answer the questions. If you want to send me a questions, you just go to our blog at stagemore.com. Click on any blog post, go on the right-hand side, and you will see a place where you can fill out a mini form to send in your question. And I'll answer them as they come. Yeah, and I'll be posting this audio on the, the podcast soon, probably within 24 hours. So you can listen, download on the podcast as well. And obviously on the live stream, you can watch them on Facebook and also on Instagram too. I'm going to make them live once I get off air. And again, just a reminder, we have a giveaway starting this Friday. I'm giving away almost $5,000 worth of prizes specifically for home stagers. So that would be a really good thing for you to join up. It's going to go live this Friday. And then we have our very first StagerCon, um, basically online staging conference this summer. So if you have any speaker ideas, DM me on Instagram, which is instagram.com. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help and support the show, there are three ways to do so. You can leave a review and rating on iTunes. You can share the show on social media, or you can donate to support the maintaining costs for the podcast. You can make a donation through the show notes or on the sidebar of our site. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. This will help us grow the show and book more guests. If you have any questions, feedback, and suggestions, you can comment on the show notes. You can also find the show notes by going to stagemore.com slash podcast. That's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.